0: If you've ever felt unsure or hesitant about your ability to become the woman you dream of, whom you believe that God has shown glimpses of to you in your heart, in our show's next episode, Melissa has a message just for you. You won't want to miss this. Girl, have you had enough of playing smaller than you were designed to? Of taking five steps forward and six steps back? Feeling like you're self-sabotaging, stuck and frustrated when it comes to growing your business and your finances? Do you want to go from feeling limited in your ability to make choices on how you want to live your life, to walking in both the time and monetary freedom that will allow you to invest your presence where it matters most to you? If that's you, you're in the right place. Welcome to Kingdom Women Making Millions, whereby showcasing inspiring stories of Kingdom Women who have paved the way in making millions, changing lives, and transforming their family's legacy. I am on a mission to inspire, uplift, and empower women just like you to overcome every limitation in between you and the life of your dreams, so you too can make millions impact lives, transform your family's legacy, and advance the kingdom of heaven exactly as your good, good father always designed you to. It's time to step into your greatness. I remember on another interview we did together that you mentioned how you had to overcome self-doubt and fear on your journey of becoming
1: a kingdom millionaire. Would you share that with us? Yeah, I'd love to. So I, I want to give credit where credit is due. Um, and I know you've asked, you know, what, how did it start, and how did you even do this, and what did you have to overcome? And so it was June of 2019. I was all in, stay-at-home mom. I had a one-year-old, and he was not walking, not talking. We were full in therapy of every kind, doctors, tests, everything. It was a, it was a really, really challenging, trying really painful season of our life. But I was sensing this like during, and we started to go down the route of learning more about kingdom entrepreneurship. I wouldn't say learning, I would say like really immersing ourselves in in the language, in the community, in all the aspects of it. And as we're watching courses and and talking, and it was like, it seemed like it was for Jonathan's For our real estate business that Jonathan was running. And all of a sudden, like all this started to come up in me. I'm like, why is this exciting me so much? Why is this like causing me to want to like do stuff? And like, you know, like this is for me, but why would it be for me when I'm just, you know, going to therapy appointments all day? (laughs) How can I do anything else right now? However, that journey led me. And this is where I always love to give the credit you know, community and mentors and coaches are your fastest path to anything that you want to accomplish always. And so along the way, I have had the most incredible mentors, coaches and communities that have been where I want to be or are who I want to become. And so the first one, it, it had to do specifically with the network marketing industry that I know a lot of people, you know, don't love or will, might speak negatively about, but, you know, highly encouraged because I, I feel like what you have to do is immerse yourself in like personal growth and development. Yeah. And again, teaching coaches community. And so a lot of times that stuff can be very expensive and very overwhelming. And what I found with my mentorship and community, I was immersed into, and again, this was like, Kingdom, godly women, community of like-minded women who all really wanted to become the same person that I wanted to become, and so I immersed myself in that community. And the beauty, and where I want to give credit to network marketing is, if you find the right place, um, and and it's it's funny because I used to kind of be hesitant to share this because I felt like oh people are going to think it's because I want them to like be a part of my network marketing you know community, but one that's not the case, and two. I have since kind of pivoted to be all in with what Jonathan and I are building and doing together. So even though I'm very much, um, it, I love that community and, I, and I'm with them and I'm, and I'm still involved, that's not really where I'm building or focusing my time. So now I'm like, I wanna send everybody to that community. Like It doesn't even benefit me anymore, but I have to say, if, like, you want to be immersed quickly in like personal growth, personal development, leadership and mentorship with the right people, it's probably the fastest and least expensive way to do it because I was getting training and coaching that people pay thousands of dollars for. Um, And so how I did it was, again, being immersed in a community. And since then I've had, yes, I've paid lots and lots of money since then for outside coaches, mentorship, community. Um, I'm a part of an amazing mastermind Um, that, you know, I just love the community. I love the women. Um, And so, you know, you just have to keep surrounding yourself with the right people and hearing all of the things that are true versus what either you've been told your whole life or you, um, you know, will tell yourself, unfortunately, still until you have that renewing of your mind constantly happening
0: so good that's a powerful key would you share with us in your opinion what does it mean to make millions as a kingdom woman
1: i love this question because you know people think of a lot of times people will think of making millions or or making anything as like the money only and what i've really loved to share and i know that this is your heart too from some of our conversations it's like it's so much more like the money is just a tool you know yeah. Um, when people say to me, like, oh, you, you know, how amazing is six figures? I'm like, why would you stop there? <laughs> like, why, why, why would you just talk about six figures? Like, why is that like the the biggest? No, let's talk about seven, eight, nine, ten. Let's talk about all of them. Because if you truly view it as a tool, then there's no limit to how, how much of it you should have because what you're doing with it is just, it's just transferring from you to other things and to other people. And of course, along the way yeah, we're creating memories. We are um, building a legacy and we're, you know, teaching the next generation, which is so important. And so really what it means is to me, it's it's not about us, Um, but yet it's still so much for us, if that makes sense. Right. So it's not about us, but along the way, it's it's so much for us because we change and we grow and we, and we learn and we meet new people and we build relationships and connections and we just come alive. And, and that, like when you're living alive, fully alive and, and, and making things happen in the kingdom, there's no greater feeling than that. And that, Mm -hmm. and, and, and that really doesn't happen when you're broke, you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't, like, I've never met a really poor person that looks like they're fully alive. I just haven't. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's not about the money. It's about what the money, um, the journey of making the money does for you. Yeah. And then as you start actually creating an impact and doing amazing things for other people, that's mm-hmm. where you come alive. That's where it's like, okay, more millions, more, 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 because I want to do a lot of this.
0: (laughs) Um, So good. Would you share a story with us, how your success and wealth creation has allowed you to make a tangible difference in the lives of others and in ways you were uniquely born to?
1: Yeah. I mean, as a basic answer is just like increasing your generosity. Right. So as we've, um, as we have begun to generate wealth and multiply and create different things, like our giving to not just our local church, but to different organizations and things that come up that we're able to say, yeah, sure, we can help. We wanna, we wanna sow into that. Um, That that has only happened since we have, you know, made money, you can't do any of that stuff without it. Um, You know, a really cool story is, you know, when we didn't have any money, people didn't really want to know about our Jesus. I know i shared this with you before. It's like, you know, you can really share the gospel and, and talk about your, your Jesus and your provider and, you know, everything you believe in when there's fruit. You know, when they don't see any fruit on your life, they're like, well, I don't want anything to do with that because that means I have to be poor and give up everything. Um, and so, you know, that has been a huge, huge game changer. I remember when we were broke, You know, we couldn't, we couldn't even buy our own groceries. We couldn't, you know, put gas in our car. How in the world were we going to do that for other people? And I'll never forget, um, when our financial situation changed, we, there was a family, um, this mother, uh, chose life instead of having an abortion. And, you know, we were a, a few different people were doing as much as possible to, to support her and to help her and to, um, you know just rally behind her and there was an instance where you know these people in this kind of group incredible people um and and really gave of their time often um but there was this one request where it was like they had no more money like till I want to say like two weeks later when her husband got paid again and I was like we have no food and I don't want my babies to starve like I grew up you know not eating I don't want my kids she had like four kids and so um, I'll never forget. I was like, Hey, you will be fed. Like your children will eat. And I went on a grocery website and I did full groceries for her abundance, like a lot of stuff. <laughs> and I had it shipped straight to her house. And, you know, it's like, I was like, Lord, I remember when I couldn't even put money in my own gas, in my own car and buy my own groceries. I couldn't even buy like anything. I walked by a grocery store the night we were in a hotel and couldn't even walk into the store because I couldn't buy anything from it. And so, like to then be buying somebody else's groceries, like that's what it's all about, you know what I mean? And then not too long after, we took that same family to church, and um, you know we we had to stop and get gas. And Jonathan told the husband, you know, hey, come up behind us and filled his car with gas. And it's like you can't do that stuff without money, you know. And that's the kind of impact. And those are just like small stories. Um, you know, we, we do that stuff on on larger scales and we have plans to do them on massive scales. Um, but you know, that is like, those are tangible things that you can like be the hands and feet of Jesus. Um, you know, Jonathan has shared the good Samaritan couldn't have been good if he didn't have money. And so it's so required. Um, and then the other thing is too, um, the last point is, um, what we're seeing a lot of now Sometimes I forget that I'm not like in my 20s anymore. So when I see like the younger generation, I'm like, oh, I'm part of you. We're all the same. I'm like, oh, wait, no. They see me as like older now. (laughs) Like I'm like an elder to them. I don't know how that happened, but it did. And so now we're seeing is the younger generation of people that are the age that we used to be. When we were going through the climb and the build and the struggles, they're now coming to us and looking at us and they're like, we want to build what you've built and what you're building. And, and I want to say this, Sophia, it's not just because of money. Okay. Because I know a lot of people with a lot of money that don't do many things the way I would want to do them. And they don't have, um, you know, the fruit they're miserable. They don't have the time. I always tell people I, you could keep all your money if I don't have the time I want time freedom. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to do things with my time and my money. Um, and so, you know, I think the most important thing that I want to, that, that we love being able to do is lead younger kingdom believers who want to generate wealth to show them, Hey, look, you can make millions of dollars, billions of dollars. That's what your heart desires Mm -hmm. and put your family first spend time with your kids, pour into them, travel, connect, have relationships, be a part of your church, serve. You could do all of it. And so we, we love the, the ability to do that. I think that's like one of my favorite things right, right now that God's leading us into is um, showing the next generation what's possible because unfortunately school systems and different other organizations have shown them more of like work 40 hours, make a certain salary, and start enjoying your life when you're 65 that sucks like who wants to do that <laughs> why not start enjoying it now <laughs> you know so, yes, yeah absolutely I love it and that's the
0: point of this show so good would you share with us go a bit deeper into that thing of the person you become I really want to bring that out you know like on this journey that without this journey of wealth creation with God you know like there's just this element that we would not become the people we will become
1: yeah Sophia it has been like mind-blowing to me um, I'll never forget and I have the journal entry to prove it um years ago I wrote you know I started thinking of like the life that we wanted and who I wanted to become that I knew God had put inside of me in that and um, and I even wrote like Lord, this woman, Seems so impossible to become. The, the gap from where I am now to who she is seems so massive. How will I get there? It was like a pain inside of me. It just ached in me. Like I want that so bad, but Lord, how? And, you know, I, like I said, I'm, it's always a journey. I think we're always becoming the greatest version of ourselves. But to see who I am today, compared to who i was years ago i mean even five years ago for sure 10 years ago and 15 years ago but even not that long ago um three years ago (laughs) you know i have completely changed there are things about me that were so easy to consider you know like stopping points right like you can't overcome this because you are this way you are you know you have adhd you have you know um you have three small children, you um, have a hard time waking up early, you um, get overwhelmed sometimes when it's too many steps, Um, you know, all those limiting beliefs that were kind of true. (laughs) However, I thought them at one point as like, I could never. And now, one, I either have completely changed those things about me, or I do it anyways. So, So I can be all of those things, and still become the greatest version of myself. Yeah. Um, and it really just takes intentionality, commitment, lots of discipline, and continuously fighting for habits. Mm. So it's like you always tell people: like envision the woman you want to become, right? Like in order to accomplish what you want to accomplish, what your heart is for people, for your family, for your business, for the people you're called to serve. What does she look like? What does she do? Well, how does she dress? When does she wake up? How often does she work out? What does she eat like? All of those things. And then you just start killing anything that isn't her. You start like removing it, changing it. And, and for me, I mean, it wasn't an overnight thing. You know, I always tell people, Jonathan, my husband, he is just a very disciplined person. His whole life he's been that way. Um, and he can just make things happen. And very quickly, and then stick to it almost overnight. That is not my (laughs) natural personality. And so I have had to um, really fight hard to overcome things. And but but I have, and it so it doesn't mean that it's impossible. You might have to work a little bit harder for it. But my one of my mentors says, that sometimes you're attacked at your highest calling or your greatest difficulty, your greatest challenge, your greatest setback is directly attached to exactly what you're called to do. And so like a lot of times when there's that pushback, that setback, that limiting belief or mindset, that's the very thing that we have to like push past and pursue. And that'll be the breakthrough that you provide for other people when they come after you. And so like, we can't just say ever, this is who I am. This is the way I am. This is what I do. This is how I've always been. That's actually a cop-out because it makes it easier to not fight for. But the truth Mm -hmm. is we can change anything and we can push past anything and we can overcome anything and anything that we want to change about ourselves. Like I've always wanted to be a morning person and wake up early, have my time with the Lord and work out. And it seemed impossible for years, but now I do it. And there's some days I don't, but guess what? No shame, no guilt. I just do it again the next day. <laughs> I pivot my day, which is huge. Cause you'll be like, oh, I didn't do it today. My day's ruined. I'm not going to be the same person. And it's like, stop. Everything's okay. Just pivot. You're good. You're loved. Move on. And the next day you do it again.
0: Yeah. Melissa, are there any other, a few other challenges that come to mind that you had to overcome to get to where you are today?
1: Yeah, you know, Jonathan and I talked about this not too long ago. Sometimes, you know, so much happens along the way and it happens so fast. You don't even always realize until you stop and reflect, which we try to do more often now than we've ever done it. And we're reflecting on the fact that how many ideas and even businesses, investments, ideas failed. I mean, we look back, I'm like, they were complete flops. Like we had this idea, thought it was great, went with it, failed, you know, like, and I wouldn't have been failed, you know, nothing is a true failure because of every single thing that you attempt. See, I think people are so scared of failure and it's like failure can be really, really good because it just means you're that much closer to success. And so mm-hmm. if you don't have any failures, it means only two things. You're not trying anything and you're... I mean I would say like that's the most important thing. You're not trying anything because as you try more and more things you're that much closer to your success or to something actually working or to the breakthrough. Um, because you know if you're if there's nothing failing then then you're not figuring out what the actual thing is. And there could be you know that instance where you try something in the you know first time and it just blows up and explodes. And I love when that happens. But I'm also really grateful for the things that didn't, because we learned so much, we grew so much, even when it created conflict or friction in our marriage, we still were able to learn and grow from that. And it brought us closer one way or another. And so, you know, I, I, I really want to encourage women that, you know, don't use or don't let failure or something not working out or something. Um, I tried that and it didn't work. I hear that all the time I tried it it didn't work and then I always ask and then so what did you try next <laughs> like, like and then what <laughs> because that is not the end <laughs> that just means you're being pivoted it means you're being pruned it means God was protecting you from something that wasn't supposed to work and so we, we count it all joy and we know that like he'll use it for something so what's the next thing? And so really that, um, those were challenges, but now I look at them as they were the setup. Um, So failed ideas, failed businesses. We even had money stolen from us. Thousands and thousands of dollars that were supposed to turn into hundreds of thousands of dollars um, and, you know, completely stolen from us that we could not do anything about. It was actually turned out to be a sad story for the other family involved. Um, But, you know, that was just, it was just a loss. It was a complete loss. Um, but man, those, that journey and that process of like, you, you know, you, you put money into something and this is what's supposed to happen. And you're like holding onto that and it's not happening and it's not happening. Oh, that pain, that pain right there where you're grinding it out and you're hurting and you're crying out to God and you're waiting and you're like, why God, why God is this happening? That's where the growth happens. That's where the pruning happens. That's where the lessons are learned. That's what you have to push into and push past and lean into what is coming out of that. Um, And then the other thing is, you know, like the homelessness and having our car almost repossessed. You know, we think of challenges like that. You're like, we're at the bottom here. (laughs) You know, like this is really hard. Let's just go work at anywhere and and just forget about all these big dreams. Because when you have such huge dreams, and I think this is something that, I really want women to know because sometimes your dreams can be massive. And one is you have to make sure that you are praying into them and that you're sharing them with the right people that are gonna you know, cheer you on and encourage you. But sometimes when your dreams are so massive, but they're so far away from where you are currently, it can be really hard to, to like see the gap as attainable. Um, but it is because it's just one day at a time, one step at a time, consistency 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 um learning growth personal development and um and and it can happen I mean I see it now in our lives like the person that the, the the marriage that we were the financial position we were in five years ago 10 years ago 15 years ago compared to who we are today and where we're going they're 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 almost like comical but we did it, (laughs) we're doing it, you know? And so imagine if we would have seen that gap so large that we wouldn't have pursued it. Everything we would have missed out on and the people along the way that we would have missed out on, um, you know, blessing. Absolutely.
0: This story is such an inspiration, so powerful. Melissa, what are some of the top mindset shifts you've noticed that you needed to overcome to be able to embrace the idea of making millions and living the life of your dreams?
1: Yeah. Um, so, you know, when people talk about limiting mindsets or limiting beliefs or, you know, Oh, I, I, had to overcome this or, you know, even, you know, I'll give you an example. I was praying over somebody once. And and she said, um, I said to her, I have, I've been where you are. I know what, what you're feeling exactly. Cause exactly what you just said to me, I've, I was her. And she looked at me like perplexed. And she's like, How? Oh, you look so free. You looks like that kid. This can't be. And I'm like, Yeah, I know, but it's possible like with Jesus, it's possible. And with you pursuing and believing that. And so when people ask me a question, it's like, I can be like the poster child for all the limiting mindsets. (laughs) I don't, think there's one I did not struggle with Um, all of it, like unworthiness. Oh my gosh. So much unworthiness, Sophia. I grew up in a place in an area with, with people all around me that had a lot of money. Okay. Like picture. So I grew up in Miami. Um, in the heart of like where celebrities live and, you know, like doctors and uh, like doctors that make a ridiculous amount of money, a lot of celebrities, a lot of business owners that gently like created, you know, huge businesses. So a lot of money. And of course, Miami is just like the vanity capital of the world too. So you could see a lot of money, even if they didn't have that, that. I went to private school, so I was surrounded with people that had a lot of money, they afforded the tuition and my parents just somehow miraculously made it happen. So I, sh- I say that to say I grew up with around people with a lot of money and in environments, my friends were wealthy, their families were wealthy, I was always in really big houses and um, in stores that I couldn't even afford like a sock, um, you know. And it was, oh, I I had the dingiest car. I'll never forget my high school. Everyone had like Mercedes and BMWs and these beautiful cars. And my dad, bless his heart, I adore him. And I'm so grateful. 16 years old. Thank you, God, that I got a car when I was 16. But my sweet father goes to an auction and gets a like little green putt-putt car. And so here I am, like already dealing with feelings of unworthiness. And I'm like driving in school in my little black, but my little green foot put. And so I remember those feelings. and I actually hold on to them dearly now because I remember like walking into the boutiques that my friends worked at or that they would shop at. And it was always this feeling of unworthiness, like you can't afford this, you don't belong here, you'll never do this, you'll never have this, this is for these people, not for you. And I mean, as I grew older, those feelings really just magnified and intensified because of that. Um, You know, I had some adults in my life that always kind of like, oh, you can't afford that, you can't afford that, that's for rich people. Oh, every time I hear somebody say that to a child, I'm like, do not say that to that child is the rich person she is the rich person (laughs) don't do that um and so i had a lot of people speak like that to me growing up and so the unworthiness and the feeling of like it can't be for me that's not for me i can't accomplish that i don't deserve that i'm not worried that so that that was like a huge one and god really spoke to me not too long ago he said the same feelings of unworthiness that you have one struggled with, and then two fought really hard to overcome because I have now I'm like, I am, I'm worthy of it all. I'm the daughter of the King. Like he wants me to have all the things. And so that he said, that same feeling is actually the thing that you're called the the world that you're called to serve first of all. So you're going to, you're not only going to like be in that world, you're going to help that world. And you're also going to actually like, you're gonna, you're, you are them. Like you, you. This is your world. This is who I've called you to be. And you're gonna walk into any store in the world and be able to buy whatever you want, and not because of the thing you're attached to. Because I've already worked that out in you. He's worked in my heart enough to where I could easily carry a potato sack or a Louis Vuitton bag and not care about the difference. I could drive a minivan. I could drive a Denali. I'm fine either way. So that now that my heart is in the right place, I can walk into any store in the world and buy whatever I want because. He's a good father and he wants me and every daughter that's listening to me to know that they are worthy. And so that was huge. That was a big one for me. Um, I'm not smart enough, I would always think, you know, Um, because of my, you know, I have ADHD and I used to, I call it a superpower now because I know it is. And it's like, I'm so good at so many things because of it. Um, But I would always believe a lie of like, I'm not smart enough. If things are too complicated, I have a hard time figuring them out, those lies overcame that. Um, I'll let people down. I'm not gonna show up. I would always think that. Um, and a lot of times I did, but it was like, okay, I, I did, but i I learned from it. My heart is getting pruned and fixed and you know, all the things in the process. And you know, you just keep going, right? Um and um and then the other thing I would say was really big because of all of the limiting beliefs. And, you know, the imposter syndrome is is massive, right? For for everyone. And I want to tell women, you'll never outgrow that. (laughs) The key is to push past it no matter what. And you do belong. You are worthy. You may not feel qualified, but if he's called you, he'll equip you, he'll qualify you. And only by doing it more and more and more will you actually start to feel and be more qualified. And so one of the greatest lessons I learned in my journey, and as I mentioned to you before, in the network marketing space, or anything else I've been asked to do in the last few years, I have been asked to do things multiple times that I did not feel ready, qualified, um, smart enough, experienced enough, you name it, insert any word. (laughs) But I have what I have forced myself to do in every, in every step of the way is say yes, no matter what that has been my goal. And every time I've said, yes, I've grown, I've figured out the thing I've shown up strong, sometimes failed terribly and made a fool of myself and not done it very well, but with a good heart and great intentions and great smile and just kept going. And other times I, I would finish and be like, Wow. That was really amazing. Thank you, Lord. I didn't even know I had that in me. Well, guess what? He can't show you what you have in you unless you take a step forward in that direction and you show it and you show that you're willing to try. You know, it's like all he wants is our yes, and the rest just starts to work out. And he he's one step forward, one step forward, one step forward. So you know, if I could say anything, and and it, and it's funny because looking back to you know other people in in my world that were given the same opportunities or asked the same questions or offer the same moments um, that turn down because of those same things i'm not ready i'm scared i don't i'm like well i'm not ready and i'm scared too i'm, I'm just doing it afraid always doing it afraid um and then through that your confidence actually grows because you start to see what you have inside of you. you're like god i'm not doing this alone I'm doing this with you. Why would I be afraid if you're with me, (laughs) you know? Um, So say yes to everything that you're asked to do that is aligned with your your values, your vision, your heart. Um, And then as you you start to grow, there are gonna be some things you have to say no to. Um, But along the growth journey, it's gonna be a lot of yeses until you start to figure out what you need to be saying no to.
0: That's so good. Melissa, would you speak to those, you know, how or share a tip for how you look back on things that you did fail at when you went for it? How do you tie that up in a way that actually helps propels you forward rather than derails you?
1: Yeah. um, You know, again, it goes back to not seeing failure as an actual wall, but seeing it as almost like a catapult. Um, Like, okay, That was a bomb. I shouldn't have said that. I mean, I remember going live and sharing my heart sometimes and doing videos. And like, I would immediately finish and I would just like, oh my gosh, that was so terrible. I sounded so awful. I would like text people and call and be like, it was terrible. And they're like, I I haven't listened to it yet. I'm like, it was so bad. And it was like all in my own head. Maybe it was for bad. I have seen some things that I've done in the past and I like cringe. I'm like, oh my gosh, it was terrible but who cares because it's only through that, that you can actually become the better version. <laughs> like you can't just wake up one day after doing nothing for years and be like, oh, I'm amazing. Cause I've read all these books and listened to all these podcasts and I have all these coaches. Growth only happens in action period. Like it can only happen because you're doing something. So just get really comfortable with doing uncomfortable things that sometimes might feel and even look or be messy. Um, and I mean, I remember once I did half a video on mute, and I was like, <laughs> I was muted. Like it was horrible. Um, but you know, I've learned through that. I've grown through that. I always check my mute button. <laughs> um, and so, like you, you do have to like laugh and really laugh at yourself, laugh with the Lord, look at everything. Don't take yourself so seriously in the sense of like it's okay. It's all okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to get better. It's, you know, I used to not even be able to hear myself talk and replay videos or rewatch videos. And now I'm like, I press the button. I'm like, I don't care if I don't like it. I'm going to listen. I'm going to watch because that's how you learn and you grow. And so don't look at failure as a wall.
0: Girl, we pray this encouraged you. If
1: you have on your heart to leave a lasting
0: legacy that sets your children and future generations up for success, you won't want to miss our next episode on the show with Melissa. I'll see you there. Hey, gorgeous. Real quick before you go, if this podcast has blessed and inspired you in some way, the number one way you can thank us is to leave a written review for our show over on Apple Podcasts. It fills my heart with joy every time I hear from you and every time I see that what we do here has impacted your life in some way. So if you do that for me, I would be super grateful. The second thing you could do is take a screenshot of this episode or your review and go share it on your Instagram stories tagging me at Latter. Let's bring on earth as it is in heaven together as kingdom women making millions. Much love and I'll meet you back here real soon.